Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And she's back a year older after her birthday. Did oh. you have a breakdown this year or are you, you're okay? No, I'm okay. Oh, good. I had the breakdown <laughs> last still, year. I'm still processing <laughs> last year's breakdown. Yeah, I did make it everyone else's problem as well. I did a bit too. It's because everyone just makes such a big deal about turning 30 and it happens. And you're like, oh, everything's just the same. There's no way I'm retiring or making plans like that now. I have so much to do. 30 is so young. We've just made it weird. Yeah, we have. Now I'm 31 and I'm just like, eh, Yeah. Age, age does that to you. Age ain't nothing <laughs> but a number. <laughs> well, I know there was a lot of anxiety on Friday's episode of The Spill if I'd make it back from Queensland in one piece. I did after many flights. Well came. done. Yes, I'm so you. proud of you. Oh, you should have seen when I wheeled my suitcase into the office. Everyone's like, oh, not again. I was pretty cocky on that episode about things going smoothly. Many flight cancellations. Managed to get there. Flew back in late last night and got just slightly detained at the airport. How do you get detained on a domestic flight? I don't know. Where there's a will, there's a way. I don't know if I have the worst travel luck. I just fly a lot because I go and see my family once a month. I travel a lot for work. Mm -hmm. So I think my chances are higher is what I'm saying. I do travel sometimes for that incident. I don't know about them. (laughs) Well, not, not since I've known you, so five years. So I was coming back through Brisbane Airport and put my stuff through security and like, ma'am, we need, whose bag is this? And I was like, oh, it's mine. They're like, okay, we need to scan it again. Like, that's kind of normal because I have a lot of shit packed in okay, there. Okay, but what can you smuggle from Queensland? Like a weapon or something, which is what they thought I had, spoiler alert. Oh, my God. And so they ran it through again. Two security guards came over and like, ma'am, we need you to like step aside. We need to like empty everything through your bag because we've seen something. And he starts unpacking my bag and he's like, do you have a knife in here? And I was like no and then I was like oh my god I packed in such a rush like did I <laughs> like you start thinking like I don't normally travel yeah, with a yeah. knife you get paranoid yeah but I was like has someone put a knife in my bag I don't know and I was like oh my god no open everything like I just wanted to prove my innocence and they went back through and they scanned it like oh we can definitely see something like we'll need to keep you here a bit longer we look at it and I was like oh, okay running pretty late for my flight but you know mm-hmm. I want to get to the bottom of this knife issue and then he's like I found it and as he said I found it I thought he was about to pull out like a butcher's knife from my bag or something I was like, did my nephew put that in there as a joke? Like, he's only four. It's pretty dark humour. He's like, I want to get Auntie Laura a <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's pretty dark sometimes. And then he pulled out this, like, long silver hair clip that I use if I'm doing, like, a side flick. Oh. And then he apologised to me. He's like, I'm so sorry. The way it was, like, pointed the bag, the way it got picked up on the monitor, it looked exactly like a knife. And I was like, sir, I'd never apologise <laughs> for doing a thorough job. And then I ran to my flight and I just got out of the door closed. Oh, my God. Like I say every time you talk, you actually, you open your mouth and I say, is it going to be dramatic? And yes, it is. Okay. Another big dramatic thing that's happening out in the wild, which is kind of fitting, Olivia Wilde and Taylor Swift. Was that a pun? Headline, not intentionally. <laughs> Headlines everywhere that they're locked in an epic feud. Who's right? Who's wrong? Neither of them. We're going to get into that <laughs> as the entertainment story we need to talk about today. 
So one big thing that's making headlines I thought was interesting was Caitlyn Jenner giving an interview because she's doing a bit of promo at the moment, giving an interview and saying that she no longer speaks to pretty much anyone of the Kardashian family, particularly Kris Jenner, which I don't think is like news breaky because that's been thought of for a while. But I thought it was so interesting coming off the back of that documentary about the Kardashians that's coming out. That's the first time a big piece of media has come out about them without them being involved in it. And Caitlyn Jenner has been interviewed for it. And she has since been backtracking some of the things she said, but they're on the record now. I wonder which came first. It's like a chicken or the egg situation. Like, did they stop talking to her after they realized she was going to be involved in this documentary or were they not speaking? And she's like, oh, this is a good chance to talk about them. (laughs) Well, we know the initial crack of the family happened when her biography came out because Mm, it paints a very unfavorable picture of Kris Jenner. And I'm sure there's a lot of truth to what was said. Yeah. But I think just like the way it came out, it's all documented. Again, if you watch the Kardashians, you would know this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the other bit of interesting news that came out over the weekend that I saw people chatting about is that we know that Big Brother's coming back this year, but we weren't sure what form it was coming back on Channel 7. I guess we'll find out when we go to the big Channel 7 upfronts That's next week. Right. You and me, date night. And it's coming back with 15 sexy single housemates who are basically going to be locked in the house together to vie for $100,000 in prize money. And I'm thinking they're assuming if they just lock a lot of hot, sexy, (laughs) young single people in a room together with beds and nothing else to do. With beds. Yeah. So have you seen that room? It's just all beds. True. That some sexy stuff will happen. I wonder if they will also, given the fact that they clearly want something to happen, they'll also bring back Big Brother After Dark. Oh, do you yeah, remember that? I do. That was back when I watched, because obviously I kind of dropped off, like, you know, the last couple of years. But I did go through a little period of watching it when it was, like, really, it was, it was like, dominating yeah, Australian entertainment industry. It even came over to New Zealand. So sure did. Can- <laughs> I watched After Dark without my parents knowing. <laughs> yeah, because you could watch it online, right? It was just literally they left the cameras on and you could just see everything they did in pretty much in real time. I think there was a tiny delay so they could cut if anything intense happened, but they never cut. So interested to see if it becomes gross and salacious and weird again. Yeah, obviously that's what kind they're of helping for. for because there's so many dating shows around the moment. There's so many reality TV shows based on sex and relationships and people hooking up and getting together. I wonder if this will have the cut through, but it'll be interesting to see. So that's what I've seen around my little corners of the internet. What's been taking your interest? Mine has been pretty innocuous besides some paparazzi photos which are stalking me. And I think this just speaks to how slow the celebrity news cycle is at the moment because I cannot escape Chris Pine in a very colourful cardigan. (laughs) (laughs) I somehow haven't seen this. Is it a bad cardigan? No, it's just an interesting cardigan. Okay, and that's dominating the celebrity news cycle. It is. It's just rainbow stripes. Some of the headlines are like, Chris Pine sports colourful (laughs) cardigan and like Chris Pine lightens the day with a rainbow bright sweater after a workout. I can't escape these photos. They are all over my feed. Oh, God. That's when you can really tell. I love when people say to us, like, must have been a slow news day. And I was like, yeah, Carol, it was. That's why we did it. We've got to fill content because obviously in the morning before our podcast meeting, I will just scan every single website Mm -hmm. in existence looking for stories. And I could tell today, I was like, oh, things are bleak out there in celebrity, pop culture, entertainment world. Because I think there were like six different stories on Kaylee Cuoco sharing a photo of her baby (laughs) in a denim jacket. Oh my God. With multiple pictures. So many photos of Jessica Simpson sharing a photo of one of her daughters with a bit of static electricity in her hair. Front page news. Oh my gosh. They bring out the children on the front page, you know it's slow. (laughs) 
just a photo they posted, no context, no kind of back. I was like, obviously this kid's getting backlash wearing a denim jacket, this baby. <laughs> Clicked in, no backlash. Everyone just thought it was cute. Very which amusing. I, <laughs> yes, which I think is why our main story for today, why people have grasped onto this so intensely. And that is the fact that Olivia Wilde is seemingly at war with Taylor Swift. But Chelsea, that's not what happened, is it? No. Okay. So that is not what happened at all. Taylor is looking at the story like, wait, why am I in it? But you know she's looking at it, right? Because she reads <laughs> totally, her headlines. Totally, totally. So over the weekend, Olivia Wilde shared a tweet to her story. So she didn't actually tweet this or anything, but she just shared it on her Instagram story. Yeah, and I think that's been very lost as well in yes. all of these headlines and roundups. And what we know with a lot of these stories is that people only do read the Instatile, the headline, the X on formerly known as Twitter, and kind of just take that. So I think a lot of people are thinking that she sat up at night and carefully <laughs> rewrote and reworked this tweet a million times before finally sending it out into the world. Yes. So she shared the tweet that says, I wish Taylor Swift was in love with a climate scientist. No full stop. That was just <laughs> it. So it's clearly like a joke, right, about how we can't escape this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff and about how everything that Taylor does gets people talking and mm. mobilizes just like very passionate fans who are willing to watch football for her yeah. or like buy this man's jersey because why not? And so obviously if she was dating a climate scientist, maybe the Swifties would Google like climate emergency. Yeah, and they jump on whatever this yeah. mysterious, and I'm going to say handsome, climate scientist <laughs> I love him already. Whatever he was sort of telling people to do, they would go and do. Because it is true, like, what this tweet is getting at is that the Swifties and just people, I guess, who are very invested in the story have jumped onto this sporting team in a way that's, like, quite unprecedented from people who haven't previously been into this form of sport. So, like, the television networks in the US who screen it said that they saw a quite staggering leap in viewership for this game. I just saw just people here in Australia being like, never watched this before, but <laughs> Here we go, and like turning on a Chiefs game and his jersey selling out, all those things. Apparently, tickets for the next couple of games are. I know they're always popular, sports people don't come for me, but you can't deny the data of like mm. thousands more people tuning in from home to watch a game that previously had never done that totally. before. Totally. And like, I watch Joe Alwyn movies. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know what it's like to exactly. be in the thick of this. So, I don't think that Taylor is the butt of the joke, right? It's clearly like the very intense media storm on her relationship. Yes. That's the butt of the joke. But that is not the reading that a lot of people are having from her sharing the story. A lot of people are now saying that, you know, she was throwing shade at Taylor or they're locked in a feud and they're fighting and Olivia Wilde is being a mean girl. So let's get into that after the break. I understand a few of the more tabloidy news outlets picking this up and saying, you know, Taylor versus Olivia, that sort of thing. Like if that was happening, that would be a great story, like very clicky. But it's not even the outlets pushing it. It's more so what's happening in the comment sections, videos that have been posted on TikTok, fan-made art and forums. Like this is not just media-driven, it's fan-driven mm. of people really jumping on this bandwagon and really contributing to like the demonization of Olivia Wilde because of Taylor Swift in a very extreme way. And it's hard to think of like, would this be happening if another celebrity had shared the same tweet? I don't think so. I think that this is actually a consequence of her dating Harry Styles. It's like a hangover from that time. Like people haven't moved on apparently. Yeah. Olivia Wilde, I follow her on Instagram and she regularly posts like strange things, just oh, like right. weird memes or things that yeah. are like, 
oh, okay, like, fine, sure, Olivia Wilde. Do you remember when she posted ASAP Rocky at the Super Bowl? Yes, that was the other thing I was thinking about this, of how different it is when she posts something towards someone else. Mm. That's something I think of another celebrity had posted, like, I wish Taylor Swift was dating a climate scientist, where we decided his job was. There would be a few eye rolls and stuff, but a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, like, wouldn't it be great if the fandom backed something like that? But with Olivia Wilde, she can't escape the villain edit. And I don't just think it's Harry Styles. I think it's also just the whole Don't Worry Darling hangover of that press tour and the videos that came out. Because even though we're a year on from that, that is just so lingering. And when those Super Bowl photos came out, obviously everyone was so caught up in Rihanna and how amazing she was and the pregnancy announcement coming out afterwards. But also we don't see her and ASAP Rocky that publicly. They do a lot of joint magazine stuff, Mm -hmm. but only for Vogue when it's very curated and beautiful pictures. And they'll walk a red carpet together every so often if it's like the Met or something, but they're not posting things to each other and doing joint interviews. So when people saw him in the audience beaming so proudly at her doing the Super Bowl and taking all his his own videos and I was like dude it's covered <laughs> it's covered from every angle you don't have to take videos and photos you could just watch the show Bless. and so many celebrities were sharing those photos of him and everyone was like oh isn't it lovely how everyone all these celebrities are fawning over Rihanna and ASAP Rocky and then Olivia Wilde shared one and everyone's like Olivia stop trying to break up a family yeah so when she had to like release a clarification the next day like guys I was just saying it was nice like I think it's nice when someone is supportive and it's like of course that's what she was saying yeah stands and fandom and stuff have always just hated her and I think it did begin with the Harry Styles stuff suddenly she was on everyone's radar yes on fandom's radar particularly like pop stars which is particularly toxic and I think we're seeing that now with all of this negative reaction because People are really honing in on her and the fact that she shared this and the fact that maybe she doesn't have like a super squeaky clean like climate history. Like none of us do, but people are already like pulling out the facts that the brand she worked for has a two out of five sustainability rating and people being like as if she didn't just spend a whole year following Harry Styles around on private jets. And it's like it's definitely just a joke that's been taken the wrong way. But why would she poke the beast? I don't know. I just think that maybe she just does live in such a removed (laughs) celebrity world Uh, that every time she puts it up, she's shocked anew at the backlash. Or maybe at this point, she just knows there's nothing she can really do that is going to like appease, especially the Harry Styles fandom. He's got a new girlfriend, right? Yes. That he's like, yeah, quite open about. Are people attacking her in the same way? I haven't seen that, but I don't live in this little fandom. I have seen a little bit, but it's not as much. I don't know. She doesn't have the whole backstory of the salad dressing and the ex and the children. And I think there was always this thing of like Olivia Wilde not being good enough for Harry because maybe she was a bit older and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting looking back on that time because I know we joked that like that was a beautiful time in our lives and it was. I don't want to tarnish those (laughs) memories. But I think also like the ugly side to that whole situation always was as like funny as it was seeing the video of Florence Pugh walking through in her purple set holding her Aperol and Olivia Wilde getting absolutely like pummeled at the press conference and everything that happened with that movie. And then, but then it turned uglier with the nanny spilling that information about Olivia and Jason Sudeikis and the court papers being served Mm. and stuff and it got quite ugly and there was a little bit of people saying she's being unfairly treated but not to the extent, not that it's the same thing but you look at what's happening with Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas now seeing people be so careful to jump to Sophie's defence and be like well let's not demonise the woman straight away and said that she's the bad mother without looking at the dynamics of what's happened and I think with Olivia Wilde it was just too fun for people to jump on this villain 
thing. Even like recently on American Horror Story, I don't know, it's not Kim Kardashian. I but saw the cut. Yeah, right. Kim Kardashian's character, Siobhan, who's a publicist, she's having a meltdown and she was like, how do I handle it? Because Emma Roberts is playing an actress in an Oscar campaign. And Kim Kardashian basically says like, we'll just pull an Olivia Wilde. We just won't mention it. If it gets brought up, we'll act like people are crazy, which is kind of what she did all through Don't Worry Darling. Every time they asked her if something was wrong, she yeah. was like, no. It's so strange that you even say that. Like, what did she say? Like, the like celebrity news cycle, the gossip rumor is sufficiently fed. I don't feel the need to feed it anymore and stuff. Like, she had all these really good comebacks. But, like, even a year on, she's still the butt of the joke. Yeah, and I wonder if all of that opened up the door for her to be an acceptable target for yes. this kind of thing, like an acceptable person to make jokes about and to hate on, basically, because she is kind of annoying in the way that we see annoying women, you yes. know, like she's outspoken and she's always putting herself out there and she, judging by what she puts on her story, doesn't really care about the backlash and yes. what sort of the noise is happening on social media. And I really hope that is the case because I think she is now stuck in this situation where she is the butt of the joke always and she's always going to have fans and that kind of thing, Harry Styles fans, hating her just purely for existing and to have a really uncharitable read on whatever she's going to post. Similar to how we always talk about John Mayer and Jake Gyllenhaal and they can't really escape the tailor of it all. I don't think she's going to be able to escape the Harry of it all for a very long time. Well, thank you so much for listening to this bill today. If you have not had enough of my voice... You should listen to today's episode of The Quickie, where we talk about why the men are so angry about Taylor Swift. This episode of The Spill was produced by Grace Rouvray with audio production by Scott Stronach. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Bye.